0: Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined,
1: the podcast. How
2: are we doing tonight, guys?
1: Hey, hey, how are us, everybody? Well, doing well.
2: We've been excited to have you. We wanted to have you guys back on for a long time. So, this is Red Kate, everyone. We got Andrew and Sean.
1: Hello pod world
2: we missed you guys
1: you're the we last
2: did. show I saw before all the shit went down
1: oh that's yeah that's right you were at that show that, oh, was, yeah. a, that was at Davies right yep
2: yep, yep.
1: yeah. Mm. we were supposed to actually we had shows scheduled we had a show scheduled uh, March 13th the day everything shut down here started shutting down here at Davies that was going to be Dez's last show
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: yep. You know, uh, and that it was that week that somebody got diagnosed. I think they, a guy in, uh, I think what it was was what was when that guy in Wyandotte County, they said, yeah, he died of COVID and he had not left his nursing home for uh-huh. years. And they're like, uh-oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that. this is a problem.
1: And yeah. uh, we're like, well, guys, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: we like the, there's a discussion with the other bands. We're like, should we do this? I'm like, ah, dude, I don't know. And then before we even had a chance to decide, everybody else would like Brick just canceled the show. We're like, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, the whole weekend got canceled, just like one show after another. So. Yeah, it was just like the dominoes yeah. to
1: fall and
2: So many people got hit with that shit. Um, did. We had uh, our, our friend Adam Casto from Nerd Table had their first vinyl was set to release. And uh, that night.
0: Shit.
2: Yeah. Yep. He had a big party planned and, uh, mm, yeah. Big big shell. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Man, it's yeah. been a while back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah what? We're 10, 10, months. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So, something like that.
1: So, you know, the thing for us that was, we had been working on a tour in Europe for God, two years. I mean, I've been trying to book it once before. Couldn't do it. We, we, were, we spent all the fall of uh, 2019 booking and we finally had made some contacts and we booked a couple of shows. We had one of them was supposed to be that night. That was going to be the second. We had, a, we had a date booked that night and we actually we had that weekend booked in Europe uh, going into the beginning of January and we couldn't get the other weekend booked. And so we called it in early January and said, well, we're, we're, just, we're not going to be able to do the tour. Yeah. and. You know, if we'd have landed one more show on that week, on the following weekend, we were going to go ahead and go with it and just start booking flights and all that stuff and just keep trying to book the last remaining shows up until we left town. So we kind of dodged a. We really dodged it. Right.
2: Sometimes bad luck is yeah. good luck. You know, yeah,
1: oh. if we'd have booked one more show, we'd have potentially been either committed to that stuff and then out a lot of money or been over there. When it all shut down, so yeah,
3: that, that they, was right for they weren't letting people back home. So yeah. they were all—I well, I don't know if they were cor- forcibly quarantining or what. What it was, but I forget. But yeah, we would we could have been left over in Europe for we'd still be in Europe. So oh, yeah, <laughs> <probably>. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: unless
2: somebody <laughs> send you a boat, yeah, Guys, <laughs> have accents now. Yeah, the yeah. ball. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: well, hopefully yeah, and that'll come around and you'll still get a chance to do it and maybe it'll be better people will definitely be ready to see shows yeah I, when I all think, this shit's over
1: yeah if there's any left if there's any venues left yeah they'll be busy the ones that are still open are going to be busy I, I hope
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Like, have well. you heard anything new with davies what's going on with them
1: not really. I know. I just, I've seen photos online, and stuff about the progress of the rebuild and and stuff. I figure, you know, that's, that's, yeah. So that happened to what? The, oh, couple A couple days?
2: Yeah. The week before? Or the yeah. Week
1: before or... yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: It was right before. Yeah.
1: I think it was, it was that whole week and everything. Well, yeah. It was that, yeah. It was that weekend because uh, I went over there the next morning after I heard the news. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I figured, you know, they'll be in the best shape of everybody probably. I mean,
2: yeah. What it, it might end up being a blessing for them. I was so worried about them.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Good
3: on it for rebuilding. So
1: yeah. I mean, at least they had insurance money this past year. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah.
2: Well, you had uh Chris with arson class. We think, joked about that when we had him on <laughs> the last show before they burned down. It was arson class. Oh, yeah. You guys, one of, the, one of the only
4: band stickers that survived the fire that we saw when we saw pictures <laughs> inside was like arson class. Right? <laughs> Give it a hard time yeah. about
1: that. The uh, you know, mm. I this Well, I don't know. You guys don't know if this because nobody made know this yet because we really haven't. But our, Chris is took Dez's spot in the band. Yeah. So Chris is now the lead guitar player for That's us. That's awesome. Although calling us a band at this point when we've had what how many how many practices Andy in the last 10 months?
3: 5, 6 maybe.
1: Something.
3: Yeah. It's tough. not for want of trying or yeah. you know, it's it's just been like you know, we we kind of let it ride for a while and to see what would happen and then and then we kind of figured out a way to do it safely because everybody in the band's pretty much kind of on the same page with taking care of every you know, each other and uh-huh. Being smart about it, so we decided to start practicing again. And then it was kind of like, oh, we know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. So we got to cancel practice, and then right, it's it's just been like that for for months now. So yeah. it's like once a month, maybe. I don't th- I don't know when the last time we practiced. It was mean, before
1: Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, we've had them on the schedule, and the, yeah, and then the, the holidays came, and the the numbers started creeping up. So we were kind of like, let's just see what happens and be safe. And so something you might
2: look into it. I can't remember what it's called. But we were talking to uh, Chris McGrew from griddle last week. He was telling us I think it was Stanford just came up with a software that uh, if you're within like 200 mile, miles of each other, there's mm-hmm. virtually no lag time if you want to jam online together. So everybody could stay home we've
3: tried like that like that. Not really that per, per se, but we've we've been demoing a lot of songs and stuff like that digitally and then sharing them and the old Google Drives routine, sure.
1: Yeah, what's that stuff called? What's that? I know that you know. Obviously, you watch like Colbert or something. He's got his whole band is playing in a different place simultaneously. Uh-huh. Like, how do they? What's the, what's the software called?
2: I'll have to go back and listen to it. I can't remember what he said. It was.
1: Is it affordable? Is the other question. Really? Yeah, I really
2: don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure he said Stanford came up with it. Hmm. So it, I don't know if it's like a service or if it's like uh, you pay straight up for the software or how that works uh jack trip jack Tripp, that sounds okay. right. jack trip software lost musicians to sync
4: stanford news
1: oh, okay oh, we, may, we may look at we, we think we're practicing next week <laughs> but you know that's that's days from now who knows what could happen right <laughs> we may have to uh look into this at some point mm-hmm. it's, been, yes. it's been tough i've been writing songs and and we've, you know, we had some songs we recorded last January that we haven't finished. We we did we got them mostly recorded over at weights and measures with Dwayne. Uh, you know, I've written like th- three, four others that we've been played a few times. I've got three or four that the guys haven't even heard yet. It's it's frustrating.
4: Yeah. Just to say, according to the article, into this breach has stepped a free open source software called oh, Jack Trip. So, uh, developed by Stanford University. In virtually real-time sound streaming over the Internet, in this way, Jack Trip can often reduce latency uh, to a threshold of 25 milliseconds. <laughs> so, yeah. That's
2: pretty good.
1: That's quick. Huh. All right. Well, this has already been valuable. Thanks. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, right. We're
1: done. We got stuff to do. Bye, guys. See you later.
2: See you later.
4: <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Check that out. Jack Stanford. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, hopefully all the frustrations go into uh, some of that songwriting and uh, come out with something good. Oh, uh,
3: we had plenty of frustrations even before COVID, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> What? Oh. Yeah.
2: I never see you guys venting online, ever.
1: <laughs> I've been trying to stay off.
2: Yeah, I go back and forth. I know you'll you'll jump on and argue with my cousin with me every now and then. That's always fun. <laughs> you know who
1: that is? <laughs> yeah, I wonder why you put up with it. Because just... that's
2: that's the Jesus only reason Christ. I put up with it. It's a, he's my cousin. Yep.
1: Yeah, most of my family does not know my social media handle, so I don't know about it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I've cleaned mine
2: out. <laughs> Even a family
1: <laughs> talk about pissing up a rope. I mean, debating yeah. on me is just I. Ugh.
2: Now the problem is you, you know, naturally, if you have any intelligence, want to use logic yeah. for the argument and it has no place in that, their conversation.
1: No, and, and 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 so, you know, and I, when I'm feeling my best, I can I can try to come up with something funny and like that only certain people will understand as I put down the person who reads it doesn't understand that I just put them down.
2: Right. But that's
1: hard to do. I'm not that I'm not that witty, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really good at it, but
2: I like to make, uh, I like to make Jesus references, whatever they, because they're always like hardcore. Yeah. Oh, I'm super Christian, mm-hmm. but they spew all this venom and bullshit that has nothing aligned with Christianity at all. If you look at it, and I'm like, that's just like Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they usually go quiet. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's been uh,
4: just absolutely insane. Really digging the story on the uh Reddit Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, yeah, scandal that we do. God, a load of shit. but you know, knock me over with a feather.
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's it's suicidal performance art. I mean, this is all we're luck with, <laughs> right? All we're left with because they're gonna get crushed. I mean, the thing is, even if they didn't Robin Hood didn't do what it did to those, 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 those Reddit kids or people, whatever they are, you can't pump and dump a stock and get rich. Right. Some people will. The vast majority will get hosed because this is going to bust on them and they're not going to be quick enough. All the people out there with the computer pro- arbitrage you know, programs are going to fucking sell the minute shit starts to go. Mm-hmm. And so they squeezed that one hedge fund pretty well. Okay, great. Those guys all got what was coming to them. But some other hedge fund has just already shorted every position they're at right. now because mm-hmm. now it is way overvalued. Maybe you can argue right. well, but it sure as fuck is now. Well Instead it,
4: like, it was just, always going to remain overvalued too, because let's just look at what's going on out there. GameStop. I yeah. mean, it, it, you know, when's the last time you've been to a GameStop? Everybody's buying, you know, they, they were betting on what they knew was going to happen is the fact that everybody's buying games by Amazon or mm-hmm. consoles or, or anything else. And it's just I mean, it wasn't just like let's, you know, doom them with with bad juju it was like no it's right. obviously a failing
1: goddamn industry well <laughs> and i i
2: don't think the main purpose for most people was to make money in doing that it was more of a fuck, fuck you. you yeah
1: yeah and if you know and if, if, if as long as you you can afford the you know your fuck you then that's fine i it's just one of those things where it's just like this is like whatever if you want to do something to really fuck with the man i mean Form a union. Go on strike. Do something. Yeah. But like, you know, oh, you were able to – I mean, it's not, you're not going to win that game. Yeah. You're not going to win that game. And and a whole bunch of other hedge funds just made a whole bunch – are going to make a whole bunch more money off of
0: it. Mm.
1: I mean, you just made a bunch of other people rich. Those guys got screwed, but a bunch of other rich people made a lot more money. But that's the problem we have. We don't have any sense of how this shit works. Right. I mean, DIY has been turned into everybody's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. indie DIY ethic is a bootstrapping way to keep yourself alive. And and take care of shit and do and avoid all the bastards. Uh. Well, now they've just co-opted that. They say they already co-opted their music. They co-opted the lifestyle, the, the, the life, the the look, and the and the style of it, and the art. And so now what's left? Oh, let's just co-opt the whole ethic in the first place. We'll turn everybody into a point of light, and you're all an entrepreneur, and you're all on your own. Yeah. It, 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 and so. Now we think that Rebellion is because you're trading stocks on Reddit. <laughs> right. Whatever, fucking. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Give me another drink.
4: <sighs> <laughs> I had no idea this was going to get you upset.
2: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually, I actually kind of had it fascinating.
2: No, it was a setup. It, no, it is. It's really interesting.
1: Because it's, it isn't even, everybody's so excited about it. And I'm like, oh, I feel so sad for you.
2: Yeah. Right. We can do better than
1: that. We can do a hell of a lot better than
4: that. Well, it's, it's a good point that I, I don't think a lot of people recognize, recognizing as you're putting it through a cultural lens, you know, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, or a lot of the people aren't there yet. And a lot of the people who are following it just really have no idea what happened in the first place.
2: Right. Um, and never will get what happened in the first place. I think the thing that I'm taking from it that I enjoy is it does at least make the statement that if people work together, they can do some pretty big things and make some pretty significant changes and affect things.
1: Yeah, that is the one lesson out of this that I would hope people can say, ah, oh, let's apply this to something else than which we, because what's the end game? You know, so when you do an organizing, you have to have an end game. Like if you want to take an action, right. you got to have an out, right? Like what was the end game with those idiots at the Capitol? They yep. didn't have one like <laughs> so yep. miserably, right? So there's no end game here with, uh, with GameStop. It ends up going to be an interesting story and footnote, but it's, Effectively, going to do probably nothing, yeah, you know, and make and be worse than nothing in some ways because a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money, unfortunately. Yeah, the suckers are going to come in and say, Oh, I should get down this deal, and they're not going to know what's going on. I,
2: no, I think there are going to be a lot of people
3: thinking, Okay, I can figure out the stock market now, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) It's like anything now, you're going to forget about it here in a a month, whenever maybe we'll hang on to a little. You know, a little knowledge for longer than a week.
1: Yeah. What else are we going to talk about?
4: What's going on musically, man? What's anything at all?
3: Or just in limbo right now? Well, we're, like Sean was saying, we're kind of in a weird spot because we are in like physical limbo. But it was funny because we, uh, we hadn't written a lot of songs. Or they weren't just like coming, kind of flying out in a couple of years now. And then all of a sudden this hit. And then Sean seems to have like a, uh, A renaissance of ideas or whatever you want to call it Hmm? we haven't heard most of these ideas (laughs) (laughs) he says they're there yeah he 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 swears they're there but uh yeah if we can if we can all get in the same room you know i'm sure it'll kind of come back to us working chris into he's been kind of like doing double duty because you know the first couple practices back we're kind of like see where everybody's at and he you know he came super prepared which we he filled in on a, on a weekend up to Minneapolis before with us, so we kind of knew what we were getting with him. But the uh, learning the old stuff didn't take quite that long. But, you know, it's kind of more um, writing is a lot different animal. And when you're not playing live and you're not kind of like sinking it live and learning what you like and what you don't, live, don't like about a song live, you know, or in the practices working up to the show, it's kind of difficult. And with... Going straight from like, do you know the old stuff to,
0: yeah.
3: And then, you know, like, then we'll practice like two weekends in a row, take a month off, right. you know, against our will, and then for practice back is like, hey, what is this?
1: Yeah, these guys
3: can't remember anything. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, we did it three times. No, it's four <laughs> four times here, and we did over right here. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and well, plus, you know, I can't remember old songs. And like, it's like we, it's like, we, we play the ones, so we can warm up, and like, I, how do we do how that fuck? You forget how that shit goes, and it's
0: just
3: like, yeah. and we remember that Sean Hammentree hasn't learned some of her
0: songs. Still, yeah, like,
1: dude,
3: yeah, like there's songs that Chris knows that Sean doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it kind of seems like everybody's on the, you know, it's not just Red Cade. It seems like everybody's kind of like, what do we do now? And yeah. You know, with the, the record label with huh. Black Sight that we've been doing, um, we've kind of been interacting with a lot of different people. Yeah, you got no thanks.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, seeing where they're at too is kind of like, you know what? We're going to be fine. It's just a matter of getting a couple practices in and getting a show, you know, really just getting a show booked and like making us kind of give us a little bit of a carrot to follow. But yeah.
1: The, uh, the label has been busy.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that.
1: Yeah. Here last six months you know we had a lot of stuff going in we had a lot of bands who we knew going into the, into the, a year and a year ago were working on stuff and have been talking to us and we've been talking with them it's like okay well, we're going to spread you out over the year and then, of course you know it all went to hell and then that, nothing happened and the next thing was okay well, now what do you want to do as a band and all the bands were like Debating, you put you go ahead and put the record out in this midsummer with the idea that you're or by fall because maybe by fall this will pass. Like, everybody's still, you know, I was in the spring, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, summer's here, and maybe it's going to go away, and 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 uh, we'll get a handle on this thing. And then you know, you start to see how everybody was behaving in June, and you're like, yeah, no, it's not going away, we're fucked. you know, and, and I started right. on so like, guys, I look at this stuff I, for the first three months, I mean, every day I was. First thing I did was look at the, the all the data. Yeah, you know, look at the numbers, look at the trends, look at the trend lines, and it's like, oh man, this isn't good. This isn't good. And and so you know, most of the bands at that point said, yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna, we're not. This is gonna last a lot longer than we think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, no thanks was the farthest along, and they said, well, we're gonna go ahead. We want to go ahead and put our record out and just see what happens. So we there's went out in, in October on Halloween. And they're a great band out of Omaha. We've played a couple of shows with a few shows now with them up there and down here. And I mean, this is just it's a stellar record. Uh, it's their first vinyl uh, release. It's their first time in a big in a, in a big studio. They've done home basement recordings before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just it's a powerful record. It's getting good, good reviews, getting good reception. They sold out of their color vinyl like before, by the time we released the record. Oh, wow. So it's it's done really well for us. I've been real happy about that. You know, that's so that's been out since October. We just announced the Chess Club record. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Lawrence, do you guys know them at all yet? Are you familiar with them?
2: I checked out the link that you sent out. I have, really haven't gotten any more familiar with them than that yet, though.
1: Yeah, they're young kids out of Lawrence. I think they're now, I think, are they all now 21? I think, Andy, I think they, by now might be. They've been playing since high school together, the three the trio.
3: Yeah, we did a tape earlier, uh, a couple of years ago, and they're really talented. And this is kind of like a no thanks thing. They went in and they recorded with Dwayne and they had their first like real studio experience. And it was kind of cool to see them go through all that and try to help them through mixing and all the little stuff that we've we've spent copious amounts of money and time on. Right.
1: And they, they went in there six days and recorded 12 songs. I just, it kills me. I'm just like,
3: wow.
1: God, what are we doing?
4: Why? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was, this was actually, and it, this was one of those things where they only had eight songs ready. Initially, it was going to be a very short album. And when it kind of became apparent that we really, guys are still be in a hurry to put this record out. They're like, okay. And well, we got these four new songs we haven't finished yet. So the next thing I hear, I don't hear from them for a while. I'm like, yeah, we booked more time in the studio. We're going to finish the other four songs, and it was a great idea because the four songs they added really made the record
2: nice to me.
1: So now they got a, a good twelve-song record, and uh, it actually, kind of going to work, I think it's going to work out for them that they had this extra time. So, oh, and we also did. We also did what uh, we we're, we're all over the map right now too. Because we we also we did a sort of this hardcore goth punk band with no things. <laughs> Jess Club is very much an emo, yeah, kind of naffy sort of sound big squashy guitars and and uh and weird weird time signature turnarounds and then we're doing fred wickham caravan oh, which man. is just straight up pure americana country rock and roll right. stuff
2: and uh very tongue-in-cheek stuff
1: yeah yeah that's that's a good stuff. i mean the, the lyric fred's lyrics are just something else they were down in muscle shoals finishing up a record <laughs> with uh, jimmy Nutt nut house recording studios and they then then the COVID then the pandemic hit and they were like 90 percent done with the record eventually i think they went down several months later sometime late summer and finished it up finished the tracking and they got a couple of songs done and we put out a couple of song singles with they made videos they've been making videos with marco Pasquini doing the videos for him and uh so we put out a couple of videos over the fall for them and their record is about to go to press soon. Go, go, go get cut. We've They finally got the whole thing mastered and we're trying to get all the files together and get that. So that will hopefully come out by late summer. Nice. With that, we'll have completed our trip around the musical world. We don't have any no reggae records yet, but...
2: <laughs> if we find one, we'll send them your
3: way. <laughs> if, I, if I hear a reggae band I like, I'd put it out. They're very rare. With Fred's album you know, we're just s- serving as another pair of ears and we were kind of chatting about how much we liked this album and how different it is from a lot of the stuff. And and we kind of, we were just like, you know what? It's just, if it's good, it's good. We just keep try to put out as much good stuff as you can. And, and genres don't really matter. I mean, I, I think it's a good sample of uh, what's kind of going on right now in, in town. So,
4: yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much key. When you look at some of the best indie labels out there when they, they've got their fingers on a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, you can pick up on different markets that way and pick up on crossover and weirdos. and <laughs>
1: That's what we hope, you know. Yeah,
4: yeah, collect those weirdos.
1: You know, if you're just into the genre-specific stuff, you might like one band and then look th- listen to the rest of our stuff and go, what the hell are they doing? But yeah, yeah that's fine. But hopefully you'll figure out the common thread in, in a lot of the music i mean i think there is a common thread in, in style stylistically even in and particularly in songwriting and through all, all the stuff that's on on the
3: label i think most of the bands are pretty like-minded mm-hmm. politically
2: yeah well i think bands seem to like you guys too i think you come off as sincere and that's probably appreciated i was talking to uh eric maline yesterday a little bit and he he talked about just loving working with you guys and what you do and you know the truck stop love record and everything that's been going on with that and trying to use that to uh, put out something else i think is that what they're doing
1: yeah they want to there's another lost record that i guess they recorded at the end of the truck stop love years years. never got put out And I think that's you know that's what we've talked about is trying to get that thing out I, when the time is right. I don't know what that time is going to be, but yeah, it's we have talked to them a little bit about doing other stuff that record's that record's been great for us. I mean, that got us a lot of attention from people that had no idea who the other band. You know, it's been good for all the bands, I think, because that that they've had the so far had the widest reach of any of the bands we've done. Sure, we're also it's going to be a couple of weeks now before we announce it, but we've also got a record coming out again. This is a record that was done over a year. Well, shoot way over a year ago, but knife crimes album is finally done and going to be out here this spring as well. I don't know if you guys know knife crime, but that was, that's got Brad, who is our old rhythm guitar player and Trump loves original ba- or bass player. Mm-hmm. And so when he left the band a few years ago, he was doing knife crime off and on with when we was, when he was with us. And then when he left the band a few years, about three years ago, uh, or four, I got out of this last year. I guess we have to add, a, add one to everything you can remember. Cool. So he, he, him, and his brother Byron, and Byron's been in like TV50 and Lushbox and Onward, Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a band called Knife Crime, and this this record is phenomenal. I think it's like it's, a, it's the kind of indie rock that I like. I can't wow. stand indie rock. It's just yeah. it's just such <laughs> creamy, uh, like whiny just uh, this is like a rock this is like a rock band playing
3: <laughs> it's not like honest I mean and this I, I think this album is really honest yeah and it's got some balls to it too I mean, you know it's one of those albums like we, we're we gonna put out and we were talking to them on a call the other day and it's just kind of like yeah we you know if we can get this in the right hands it, it should just really do well and really get you guys to you know to the uh ahead a little bit and but uh, yeah it's it, I'm looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah, I just give to get the right people to hear it. I mean it's 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 accessible enough and it's different enough from most of what I hear going on in the indie rock world right now. So I think it'll stand out. Yeah. Um, it's just getting people to hear it and which is, you know, the problem with everything, but I just think this is stuff that if we get if, if it gets some radio play and can get it picked up on some streaming places somewhere, I think it's got some legs, which would be great for them because I think, you know, they've been working on this thing for, like I said, this record, they've recorded, I think they tried to record it at least three different times. I mean, there was one time that the first version was recorded in Byron's house, uh-huh. and then I think it was, he tried to mix it, and then Sean Hammondry tried to mix it for a while, and then and then I think it finally ended up, they ended up over at... Um, did Paul do this one? Should I can't. What, I should know this. I should. <laughs> I should know. I think I think massive, I think I think they did it a massive sound, right, Andy?
3: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look at the artwork just to make sure I'm not because it's on there. I know that. I should know this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I know it's Bandcamp Friday, and I need to. I have. I've got a gift card that I need to finish off, and I've been trying to figure out what record I want to get. Ooh. still kind of stuck on that i'm slowly but surely collecting a lot of stuff off of black site
3: we appreciate that
2: yeah no man it's one of my favorite little indie labels
3: i mean we pretty much don't take anything off i mean at that point once we're shipping them their that money's going 100 percent to the to the band so it's it goes uh right back to them and hopefully into another project so or gas tanker I guess at this point, not a gas tank, but, uh, yeah, we appreciate that. Probably
1: paying some bands rent right now if they miss the record. Like, woo I eat. Right.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you think, and I guess it's kind of hard to play the game of what the actual metric is, but when you look at sales over the course of this pandemic and you look at how the business has been running, I mean, I know you said that the the label's been doing well, but, I mean, do you think that's just – People are locked down and, you know, this is the way you're going to digest
3: it. Do you think it's how, you know, you've been promoting? and Yeah. I think for us, we've kind of learned a little bit more Uh as a label about how to get our stuff out there. You know, and some of that's been trial and error. And some of it's been some help from, you know, people like Eric. That's like the hard thing is just getting the stuff out there. You know, the, the social media stuff is constantly changing yeah. and you, you can't, there's no routine to it. I mean, you'll, you'll get, you'll get a couple, like for, for a release, you'll have a couple things you like to do. And then by the next release, you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. So much of the infrastructure is gone now too. I mean, with media that you used to be able to send press releases and all that stuff to there's so little of that now. And it's so scattered and it's just a really weird time. And I think ultimately, like Sean and I were talking about the other day, just between us, it was just kind of like, it's just going to, it's just going to be back to Pound on the Pavement. Yeah. You know, like with this Knife Crime record, we were talking about how hmm. it's going to be one of those albums that like, if you give a copy to the record store and just tell them to play it, they're going to sell records. And yeah. they're going to sell records anyway, but it's just one of those old school things that is going to be really effective for them. And then you look at other bands we've got with you know like chess club with a little bit more like online presence and getting their people aware that they have an album out is like a whole nother thing but i think we've learned a couple things with i mean we've learned a lot since red kate started for sure but you know with the label we've learned a lot in the last year That's kind of helped us i think sell some more records this year but we've you know yeah we've been doing pretty well with it and Again, I think we're put. I, you know, I think the stuff we're putting out is I'm a fan of, and and I like the people that we're working with. So, you're not selling something you're not you're like half-hearted about, right? You right. know, and um, I think that's important too. And I think we, I hope that people, you know, recognize that that we're not trying to. This isn't like some kind of way to make money or sure. be big fish in the in this in the pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's become kind of an offshoot of just being in a band and I don't, I don't know if it's more enjoyable. Sean does a lot more of the running around than I do, but, um, with it, I'm sure he has an opinion on that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I I think, um, we've learned a lot and it's been good for us.
2: Well, I think the way you do it is just kind of makes it really obvious that you're sincere, right? There's no getting around, Hey, we're not making a profit off of this We're, we're in it to help other people out. You don't fucking do that if you're not sincere.
1: Right. And you don't do it if you don't like the music. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't. And you know, even feel like the music. You have to like the people. Yeah. That you're working with in these bands, and they have to understand. They have to have. They have to have a similar mindset, you know. Because I could. I couldn't work with a band who didn't understand what we're doing. If you didn't. If, if this doesn't. If this doesn't make sense to you, if you're, you know, if you want to be a big rock star and you want all the trappings then I probably am not going to get along with you. And I'm not going to, even I might like your music. i probably, we're not going to see eye to eye on how to do stuff and it's not going to work.
0: <clears throat>
1: and so, yeah, there is the, there is that. And, and I hope that gets, that gets across to people. It's just, it's, it is one of these things like Andy was saying about the, how social media constantly changes the rules and, and your you know, things that used to work, you used to be able to do. I mean, this the technical stuff of, can you tag in this kind of a post anymore? No, what happened? I don't know, and yeah, we yeah. could do it last week, but now they've changed it, or you know that kind of crap, and those things are always changing on you and and then you know part of it's just' I'm starting to see, and I don't know if you guys have seen it it's maybe lit lightning up a little bit, but boy, the last few months, particularly Facebook because that's the main one that people are using, it clamped so hard on all. Of the political stuff or things that Scott was political. Oh yeah. yeah, I wasn't even seeing posts from The Onion anymore in my feed. Mm. I could, like, what's going on? Like, like what happened? Yeah, where did everything go? Like, I'm seeing the same ten people's posts, and that's it. I'm not seeing any music. I'm not seeing anything from anybody. That's I understand. You know, you understand why they're trying to do this, but and hopefully they'll they'll ref, they'll fine tune it and realize, you know, what to shut down, what not to block, but it had gotten to the point where like, I don't think we, we post something and it goes to nobody. Like, he was like, what am I supposed to do? You can't get the word out. Right. And so you have to go all these other, other forms of media and you try, you know, and some people are over here and all over there. And so, you know, we, I think it's been okay. I mean, I, one of the things that's been good for the label is that these are all a lot of these are the first release of these bands, so there's a lot of pent up. You know, No Thanks had an album before, but it was, it was on cassette. I mean, they sold a couple hundred of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People really wanted their first record, so we had. I mean, I knew we wouldn't have trouble selling that record, and then without a live show, there's nothing. You know, they couldn't do a release show. You're just going to sell that many more online, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing, I think, with Chess clubs. Same thing's going to happen with this band. It, it, just, it just came out this week, and it's, it's already selling pretty well in the first couple of days. And, you know, that's again, people who might wait till they play a show are just now going to buy it online. Right. So the sales are somewhat, you know, I think people who are doing okay have lots of extra money right now and want to spend it. Right. Uh, there's a good portion of the population, however, that doesn't, and so they're not going to buy it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: How that all balances out, I, I don't know. We'll see.
4: Yeah, I think it's too much, even just with everything that's going on, it's too much to wrap your mind around, mm-hmm. but, you know, which which hand is scratching, which back, and which, uh, yeah. you know. But, uh, I mean, I always said, for me personally, as a consumer anyway, music ever since this pandemic hit, my rationalization, but I'm not a very rational person, <laughs> is, okay, I'm not driving as far this week or not yeah, going. Right. So much. I would spend that 20 bucks on gas, you know, I'll buy a record, you know, I'll buy a record for my friends. Mm-hmm. How many of those people are buying, like, uh, oh, I don't know, Xbox credits or whatever? Right. That's my kid. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. We're still competing with all the old media that's, that, that people used to compete with before. Mm-hmm. We're not competing with the live dollar. Yeah. Because obviously, that's not, people aren't spending that money. So that that free up some cash for people who have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did, I did, I haven't really been making the rounds of the record store as much just because my own trying to, you know, stay away from people as much as possible.
4: Right.
1: I was kind of surprised a couple of months ago when I, when I was making the run with the no thanks record to the stores in the region and people have been buying records over the last yeah year. I was like, wow, we sold. I was just, I was impressed. I was surprised. And then I was talking to the, most of the record stores were like, yeah, we're doing okay. Actually. It was good to hear. Yeah, it is. I was I was really concerned and uh, every I talked to was kind of like yeah actually it's business has been fine yeah. Yeah, a little even better some of them said I was like wow that's crazy
2: well, I know my vinyl collection has grown uh faster than it had in quite a while sure in all this yeah
4: and that's almost good enough to hear that you don't even want to ask why it's like <laughs> especially with the shit storm that is the world out there right now yeah it's like well if that's happening and
2: it's okay good to hear
4: let's not uh you know let's not feel it up and figure out where we're at with it
2: just go with it for now. Yeah, I was at record store last week. That's where I bought uh the truck stop love record. It was right there, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I need to get this. Yeah. I've been meaning to. There it is. Just do it. And they had a oh, they had a no thanks flyer up too. Oh, did they? I saw that on the bulletin board.
1: Good. They say up some stores they'll stay up at some stores. Some stores they don't make they not last very long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, no comment about which ones I which ones last and which ones down. I I don't know where that
4: happens from probably your best metric just call people and see how long that flyer stayed up mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it four days five
3: yeah you know and there's been i think a couple new stores in town too so at least around here i you know i don't know if this is like everywhere yeah Kansas city seems to have a vinyl problem anyway
2: there's so many stores here i'm kind of surprised by that yeah i moved away for a number of years come back and it's different like holy shit
1: and then you go to a place like Des Moines has one. Yeah. Last time we were there, they had one, maybe two. Wichita has one. They don't seem to be that interested in new records from regional bands. Yeah. No. Tried a little bit. Maybe they are. I don't want to talk too much shit on them. But they weren't interested in talking to us when we were down there last time. Right. And uh, Springfield has one store. It's But, yeah, I think I, the count in Kansas City right now is at least
3: eight. No, Springfield's got like four now. One of the guys. Well, I forget his name, but he used to run um the CD There's a CD shop, a CD music store down there back when I was playing, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, and I think he s- sold that or something. that started uh and I, I forget I forget the name of it now, but um oh good. It seems like they're doing good business from what I've seen.
1: There's a new store in Lawrence too, Gitarma or something. I guess it's a it's a gear shop, but they sell some records. Hmm. I, I haven't been in that one yet either. That's the, the most recent one I heard about.
4: Yeah. Columbia, we could use some more. I, I don't really know that we've got the population to push it though. Right. Especially with, uh, you know, the town and gown situation of, of the students being gone half the time, you know, that's, that's a big issue here.
2: I, I think maybe the record store you're thinking about in Springfield is city music. And that's actually co-owned by one of our friends, Joe Livingston. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Mr. Blonde. Huh. Okay.
1: Huh. Where is it?
4: On South Campbell. I ordered a record off of him. I ordered an XTC record off of him.
3: Which XTC record?
4: It was a a Dear God single. Just a little little collector's piece. Collector? Yeah. But Joe's a really cool guy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Great guy. Yeah, Matt used to work with him in radio.
2: Yeah. Do you guys remember the planet in Springfield? No. That was a long time ago.
3: Was it a vinyl shop or...
2: No, no, it was like a radio station, like a.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I started playing shit down there, and maybe like '03.
2: Oh yeah, uh, we yeah, we yeah. gone under by then.
1: Okay. But... Yeah. You an alternative rock station.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were. They they. It was really kind of cool. It was uh, like this station where it was just like a shitty station. It was just a shack on the outskirts of town and. Basically, it was like this this rich guy that owned it, right? Didn't do shit with it. And his son convinced his dad to let him take over. So it was basically him taking in his huge CD collection, getting some friends together, and starting oh, a radio damn. station. Wow. I got paid in CDs and backstage passes. I didn't actually get, like, yeah. a check. It damn. was... <laughs> Right. But it was such a cool experience. Like the rules were completely different. Like you don't play the same song twice in your shift.
0: Right.
2: You have reign over what you want to play as long as it's within format. Wow. So, I mean, it was like liberating. Like that shit never happened.
1: I mean, that's like camp. That's like college radio type stuff.
2: It, it yeah. was. It was college radio, Dude. but we weren't with a college at all. It wasn't. a college
1: Oh, wow. I never. When, how, when did you guys start?
2: Oh, this would have been what? early to mid 90s it was early 90s had to be yeah definitely early 90s because i moved there about
4: 94 93 and the planet was
2: barely alive right and if you were like outside of town you probably couldn't pick it up but it was so much fun working there
1: oh that's cool yeah it was the coolest
2: station in town by far
1: yeah, because it was, I was say, because the you know that time everybody was becoming an alternative station. And they basically just taken some loser, you know, adult contemporary station and said, Oh, we get we're losing money, let's switch over. Right. And it was just like the same ads and the same cheesy promo spots, just now with lasers and 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 <laughs> right. Alice in Chains and mixed in. And we're like
4: <laughs> whoever that is, kids. <laughs> All owned by the channel. <laughs>
1: If you guys would be still doing that kind of a pirate FM sort of freeform station in that time period, it's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, it was fun. You know, and then they did get bought out by someone that wanted to do exactly what you were talking about. He had like the idea of making like a radio empire, (laughs) right? And it became Channel Z. And he was just like this guy that grew up rich and he tried.
1: He had a business. Yeah.
2: He actually had a, a, a station in Kansas City, too. He had a couple in Georgia and one in Springfield and one up here, and it was all Channel Z. Channel Z? Is that a B 52 song? <laughs> yeah, it's a B
3: 52 song.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
3: Well, you know it's good if they're taking their name from a B 52 song. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a late album, B-52 song. Right.
2: (laughs) I remember he tried to manage a band at one point. He went with uh, the other guy from uh, Tears for Fears. Uh, What's his name? Andrew Ridgely. Is that it? Mm -hmm. No, or is that, I might think, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Wham. I don't know how I'm conflating those two. Yeah. He had a band, uh, they were called the Mayfields, and that didn't go anywhere. Curtis, I don't know.
3: Where's the band from?
2: they were english band i guess oh okay because it was like half of tears for fears the other guy oh oh okay. uh, so he dumped he dumped all of his money into that and it didn't go anywhere
3: yeah bombed yeah it only took us 25 years to figure out you couldn't make a living playing music too <laughs> right
4: <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything been going with like the pressings and everything else for you guys shit's still arriving on time and
1: uh yeah we, we moved to a new company is on a new we're using kindercore out of georgia Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so far, it's been really good. We got rid of the other place because we had gotten, I got the last record with them. Well, yeah, because did we, were we talking? I think the first time we talked was that after the Headlight Rivals record came out?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think Headlight Rivals was out. Yeah. I think it was right around then.
1: We had some issues. I probably bitched about that because we had some issues with that record. Yeah. And that was the last one we did with them. And so we've switched again, and this company is. In Georgia, and they're really good. the the the, uh, the first pressing from No Thanks was everything was great on that. The test pressings we've gotten so far for the Knife Crime and Chess Club have been really, really nice. So yeah, uh, fingers crossed that's going to stay. I'd love to stay with the same company for more than three or four records, because yeah, it's 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 enough work as it is. When it all goes well, you do not need the hassle that comes along with it. Something being screwed up, that's for sure. So. So far, so good. Fingers crossed. We're happy with it. But yeah, the, the, they did have they they had an issue with some delay in their in their uh, some of their supplies in the fall. So it kind of pushed the no thanks record a little bit. But you know, we didn't have a hard deadline, so it was like, okay, that's fine. There's no show. But I think yeah, there is still an issue with acetate supply mm. because Apollo fire happened right before you know, and I, in February of last year is when the Apollo factory in California burned, and that was one of the world's couple or three manufacturers of lacquer acetates huh. that you cut masters on. And so, boy, that was a, that was our big fear at the time was, Oh shit. And I'm calling our master cutting guy in February. last like, year being like, yeah. dude, we have records. Can you help us out? He said, well, I've got a, I got a supply. I'll put you down for X number. We'll keep the price the same. Me and a bunch of other independent guys are kind of working together to pool our resources. But he had said already by that point, Price gouging had begun.
0: Hmm.
1: People were paying three or four times the cost. I mean, these things already cost like a uh, hundred and twenty bucks a piece anyway. Right. And people were paying four, five, six, eight hundred dollars for a lacquer. Wow. And it's like shit. Yeah, we're so he's like, I'm not going to do that to. I mean, like, I got a lot of small customers. I can't do that to them. I'm like, yeah, appreciate it. So mm. uh, I think there's still a tight supply. Like we don't do reference acetates anymore, which is that first. That's that first cut that the master guy. Would give you, and you get to hear how he cut the the, the record. Wow. Oh, okay. And you can play it, and you can, you know, and it's really, it's super soft, and you don't really want to play it too many times, and you got to be super careful with it. But it will tell you like what this record sounds like now on vinyl. Did he cut it right? Is it, is, is, it, is is it is there sibilance? Do we have issues with distortion on the interior of the track? You know, or the, or the side, things like that. <clears throat> we skip that now because we can't afford an extra set.
3: Well, plus he's really good cutting records and we've we've never had any issues either so yeah
1: yeah we kind of just don't need to do it because like i trust the guy we was we've been using the same guy cutting now for every project and every record's been awesome so now we just wait to hear it till we get a test pressing because it's, it's the same disc that they actually plate so we, we do we, we hear it if you hear a reference acetate you tell him yeah we like it and he cuts it again and then sends that one I see. he cuts another one and sends it off to the plant and gets it plated so now we just he just does that from the beginning, and when they press a test pressing, we hear it and go, oh, it sounds great, thanks. It saves us a couple hundred bucks, you know, so.
4: Yeah.
1: But that's still, a, I guess that's still an issue out there. I don't know I don't know the latest.
4: I'm sure you guys know more than we do, just running a record company. But, I mean, I, I, I did talk to some people, you know, who are doing their own DIY labels and stuff. A lot of them are ordering uh, pressings out of places like Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently a lot of, uh, you know, pressing is going on over there and then just lost their ass when international shipping mm-hmm. died essentially, yep. you know, it didn't matter what they had on order. Uh,
1: yeah. I think there is some source of acetates over there. There's also the fact that there's that press in Czechoslovakia, which does direct to metal mastering, oh, which is what Irish press uses. And so you don't have to use acetates. I imagine their business. Well, who knows? You're right. The shipping probably hurt them. But they probably also got, I assume, saw a lot more activity after that fire because they they don't even. Ask. Yeah. They're cutting into metal. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really talked to our, our guy in a while. I need to give him a call and he'll chew my ear off for an hour about the latest and what's going on, but I haven't talked to him in probably 10 months. Well,
4: you should. You're supposed to have your finger on the pulse of everything <laughs> that's going on in, right. in the world of pressing records.
2: Well, how's the cassette game going right now? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
3: Man. Ah, we haven't had a cassette out in a while. I know that... Oh, who is it down in Springfield there, uh, Sean?
1: Is it nat- National Audio?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that the last one we did, it was like the first time ever that they were kind of like... Kind of run... Their time, time frames were expanding. Well, and one of the things, too, is we always ordered... They had like a... It was like an old stock supply of super high-bias tape or whatever. And I guess it...
1: Chrome, oh, okay. tape.
3: They had run out. They were they had some on order, they were making their own or something like that, and that they were running into a couple supply things, and I think that all got hammered out, but it was like interesting because tapes like are so popular now that you know they were having a good problem where they're picking up a lot more work. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, and I think when we talked to Joe, who's down there, he was saying they were basically the last man standing in the cassette game.
3: They were, yeah.
1: That's why Yeah. Well, I guess, so the chrome, whoever made chrome tape, which I think was BASF or somebody like that who actually made the tape, I don't know when they stopped making it, but that's gone now. <sighs> so all of the chrome, high bias chrome tape is gone. And when you go back to that normal ferrous metal tape, it's a real quality drop. Mm-hmm. And so they were supposedly developing some New f- high biospheric oxide tape that was supposed to be better. I don't. That's what they they were touting it as. They were developing it themselves down there at National Audio, and I don't know much about it. I think our last tape we did came out on that. Who would that? Would that have been the
3: Hummingbird tape? Yeah, yeah. That was on the. Uh, that was the last one, and that's when I was talking to them, and they were right. telling me about the supply issue.
2: And that's kind of all related to the Barker Gee scholarship. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's uh, that was a uh, was on the Barker G scholarship. That that's what has that been a, about a year and a half now. That one's been out two years maybe. That's still going too. And oh good. We're looking for some projects on that right now. You know, unfortunately, I think um, with the scholarship, it's you know, it's it's usually we're looking for younger bands, and mm-hmm. you know, with nobody playing live, it's hard to scout bands and hear about right. anybody because nobody's playing. So right now, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, like how do you find out a band if you're not playing the show,
3: right? I talked to to Barker's dad uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. but um, it was like just a week ago, and he, you know, he was asking about how it was going, and and I told him I'm like, well, you know, it's right now, it's just everybody's on hold. I mean, we we want to help younger younger people with any facet of music. I mean, putting out, yeah you know, it's not just putting out tapes and albums or recording. I mean, it's helping them with gas money or Right, you no know, touring, and all, you know it's pretty much everything's been shut down. Obviously, as we've been talking about, right? Yes, yeah, kind of been slow going. I, you know, like Sean was saying, a lot of well, I mean, 100 percent of what we're going to be putting out as a label was already kind of in the works before all this COVID stuff hit, mm. and we've got other stuff kind of lined up. But um, as far as scholarship thing goes, yeah, it's been kind of been kind of waiting around, hurry up and wait kind of thing. So
4: yeah, no, I certainly can't blame you for that if. So many more things are shut down. I mean, I you wouldn't worry about that. Just, it's just going to have to be one of those things on old.
1: I'm just trying to figure out what bands are going to be around. I mean, you know, older yep. band, older folks that yeah. like us that, you know, we're established bands and we, we have stable lives. Like, it's easy for us to pick the band back up. But if you're younger kids who, you know, hell, who knows who's had to move somewhere because they get a job. I mean, right. some of these don't even know what bands, you know, it's like we're all talking about what kind of venues are going to be around if this is over. Uh-huh. What bands are going to be around? That's going to be the question. Right. What bands are going to survive this?
4: And when are they going to get a turn? Right. I mean, you know, we were uh, talking about that a little bit about, like, Nathan Calhoun. We were talking a little bit about that, how, you know, the power players in, like, cities like Austin. Mm. The big bands have been there for a while. They're going to take control of those clubs
0: yeah.
4: for a for a minute before anybody else gets a slot. Yep, and uh, that's going to suck too for a while. Even when everything's open, it's like, yeah, well, we can book you around. Hmm, you know,
1: and November
4: on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah,
4: right. Yeah, that's certainly going to suck.
1: Now it's, it's still
4: a good thing that it's going, man. I'm glad you can keep it going. It's a really good cause.
1: I think you know necessity breeds creativity, or something like that. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of diy venues oh yeah popping up over the pop-ups yeah people are going to try out all kinds of stuff some of them most of them won't stick uh, but my guess is that a because of yeah clubs that have closed means fewer places to play but also the demand for bands wanting to do shows and they can't get a book a gig at a regular venue
4: yeah
1: you know they're gonna like all right well we're gonna figure out and, and all these retail spaces are going to be available <laughs> a lot of yeah. empty, uh-huh. empty commercial spots that you can get your hands in one right yeah so you know the landlords yeah give me 50 bucks and throw the third party
4: yeah
2: bring back the five dollar party yeah you know
1: there are some things to look forward to i think
2: uh-huh. i keep trying to talk my wife into we, we just bought a new house and it's got like this patio in the back that would be perfect for a band to play on and i keep thinking gosh backyard's just right patio's just right <laughs> yeah. i haven't been able to sell her on it yet i don't blame. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't either actually it's a long <laughs> shot but i still dream
1: still a lot more winner to go she she might come around
4: i don't know i talked talking my wife into it too it's like i saw that uh other descendants like listed that they would play a certain like it, it pretty cheap price i don't even remember what it was but i was like just a few thousand dollars like you know i can get the descendants come play in my backyard oh wow and i was like i could i could make that money back and no i could
3: and my wife is like where
4: are all these people gonna piss <laughs>
3: <laughs> desmond and i uh they guitar player with red kate uh we're doing a um, we're forming up a like a motorhead cover thing oh cool just to uh to stay sane
0: uh-huh Cool.
3: you know, with Red Kate, we've kind of established certain rules with practice where, you know, as far as germs and the size of the room and all that. Uh-huh, so right. So I was like, you know, like, look, guys, we've got to be very, I'm very specific about where we're going to practice. And like, Des is like, well, we can practice in my basement. And I was like, well, how does your wife feel about that? And he's like, well, hang on. And then he comes out God and she's she, <laughs> like, oh. like, yeah, she loves Motorhead. And I'm like, uh, I'm just shaking my head like, you know, idea. Like, <laughs> what you're getting into like but you know. yep. So, your
2: wife's, your wife's yeah yep yeah <laughs> yeah well we got not quite the same but dude, that reminds me of uh andy you and i were talking for a while trying to when i was figuring out my son getting drum
3: oh yeah yeah
2: you were really helpful in me trying to figure out what the best setup was for him and he he's been he's going at it man we've got drums in the basement and he's banging on him getting better yeah do good neighbor informed me they could hear him the other day but that they liked mm. it so that was nice
3: yeah that could be you know they, they might be being passive aggressive on that but <laughs> I've, I've heard that before <laughs>
2: Oh, it's nice. I like it.
3: It's a very good time you have. Who likes just (laughs) drums? Nobody likes just (laughs) (laughs)
4: drums. Sounds good, kiddo. We're looking forward to hearing that
2: next week some more. (laughs) Oh, I think it was a lady who had a kid that played drums, and so it made her nostalgic. And she could only hear it when she's in her yard.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, play <laughs> least, a different beat! Oh, my
4: God! <laughs> well, at least they know I said something. <laughs> no, he is getting good, though. He is. How uh, old
3: is he? 11. Yeah, that's about when I started. I think I was 11 or 12.
2: What's driving me nuts is he, when nobody's in the room, he'll find all kinds of ways to cheat on his, like, practice. Uh-huh. I caught him, I walked in, and so the way it's set up is there's a couch fairly close to his drum set. He pulled the couch close to the drum set, was leaning <laughs> over backwards, and banging on just to, you know, because we're upstairs, not knowing what he's doing, and he's just kind of randomly hitting shit behind him.
3: It's like Ferris Bueller and <laughs> Like, what the hell are right. you
2: doing, man? Uh... <laughs> whoa, I'm practicing, no. <laughs> like just trying to play
3: it off. I told you, they're going to like, they'll It's always like, oh, I want this, I want that. And then, you know, then they get bored with it. And then it's always if they come back. If they come back, then you usually get. that's what it was with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was really into it. And, and then I stopped and then just picked it up again. And I haven't stopped playing since. So it's. I think that's kind of how it goes with kids and instruments. Yeah. You know? he
2: does that and he's fortunately got a pretty good teacher that's pretty good you know we we kind of made it, if you want to stop you're the one that's going to have to talk to him about it and let him know mm, that's right? a good move mom, so yeah. he had to have that conversation and then <laughs> his teacher's like well let's try it. you know i'm i'm really surprised because you're you're really just coming along so you know really yeah. built him up and then Mm-hmm. tried to figure out what he could do to make it more interesting for him and by the end of it he was like i'm excited to go on back to drum there lesson. you
3: go yeah you gotta get to here yeah my mom yeah. or my dad made me i wanted to play drums and my dad he played he, he still plays guitar but he was in a band at like sixth grade so it, i've always been around it in like you know hauling gear and he was in a rock cover band and it wasn't like lame rock it was like moody blues and the who and uh-huh. stuff like that so right on I told him I wanted to play drums and he's like, well, you know, you got to play a year of piano and learn some theory mm. before we do that. Thinking that I would just forget about the drums. And then oh. so that like the day the year came up, I was like, I had a lesson that day and I was like, it's a year. And my mom's like <laughs> did the same thing. She goes, well, then you got to tell your teacher that you're going to, you're going to quit. Yep. And I'm like, give me the phone. <laughs> and I did, it. <laughs> <Done> <laughs> and and I did done. it. And I, and I, so, I really regret it. I really regret it. Honestly. Cause like, yeah, you know, just, I, I know a little bit, but some of it's just being around people who know music and I, you know, I'm in practice yeah. and it with, uh, you know, with this band. And I'm just kind of like, I, I have an idea, but I can't, I can't uh, convey it, you know, it's Yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, that's my story on that, but yeah, but I never, I got the (laughs) drums and
2: never, I might have to have you come over sometime and make sure that his kit's put together right, because I catch him like (laughs) unscrewing stuff constantly and I have to put it back together or try to figure, and I think I'm getting it it back together right, but I'm not positive,
3: as long as he doesn't like sell stuff, you know, (laughs) yeah <laughs> then you're fine but uh, yeah
2: yeah i was gonna say at least he's trying to appease you by yeah, cheating yeah. you know he's he not be doing shit at all right you know? he's gonna have a recording set up in some time
4: yeah that's
3: a sign of respect
2: <laughs> all right
4: oh uh so the knife crime and also the chess club any uh idea or like estimate on when you're when that's going to drop
1: um chess club we are shooting i think we've set a date of march 23rd at this point um that might float a little bit we should have the records in a couple of three weeks i don't i'm not too worried about so it'll probably be March 23rd unless something goes wrong okay and then knife crime is gonna we're gonna announce knife crimes pre-sale stuff in about two weeks i think is the plan two or three weeks something like that okay We're going to try to get it out uh, the week of, so I think Record Store Day is the 17th of April. So we're going to try to get it out that week beforehand so we can get into the stores. That's that's the plan. Those are in production. Fred's record is still ambiguous because we haven't actually started the production process yet. But I, I think six months from now, it'll be ready is my guess. I think maybe sooner. So sometime late July, August, Fred's record will be ready. I I finally heard the whole thing the other day the first time. And I was just like, damn, it's really good. I mean Mm. you know, so much Americana can just be so full of cliche and just so boring. Right. Like the lyrics are contrived and the and the melodies and the strong song structures. And this is just like oh, oh, that was good. That Oh, that was a nice turn. Oh, I like the way this, oh, and I know where this is going. It's here. And that's how, oh, that's how I would do this song. You know, like it, and then the lyrics are like, oh, I, I wish I could write stuff like he's writing. So I, I just love that record. I think it's going to be fantastic. And so, yeah, all of these were are really good. They're really going to be interesting.
3: Yeah. Yep. And then maybe so, make a Red Kate record. Yeah. Hopefully. That's,
2: that's yes.
1: the plan. That's the plan. That'll be cool.
2: Yeah, keep us updated on that. I definitely want to hear.
1: Yeah, we've got, I mean, what we have, how many, we have, we have eight songs recorded? I don't know. Six or seven. We have, like, stuff in the tank that's done, and some of it's almost done, and then okay. all recorded. We just need, really, to record maybe three or four more, and we'd have a full album, so. Right on. It's just a matter of getting that
4: done. Still sounds like it's going to be a big spring, big summer, big year for Black Sight.
1: Yeah, it's, it will be. It will be.
4: Hopefully, all those other moons align uh, with the uh, vaccine rollout
2: and everything else. Yep, got my shot. Oh
1: yeah, which one did you get?
2: The Pfizer one. My wife got the other one.
1: Oh, let's see, we compare notes.
2: Yeah, yeah. She just got her second shot yesterday, and she's kind of feeling like shit. She told me she was gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out if you want to. Everybody says the second shots
1: are real doozy, man. So I heard the second one kind of knocks you out.
4: Yeah. I haven't gotten mine yet, and it's weird because we're kind of in the same social service, you know, type thing and being a teacher stuff. Well, I pretty much got this email from MU the other day that was like, "Well, we know you're in the tier we're vaccinating right now, but uh, we're out. <laughs> just you know, we'll get a hold of you soon enough." I hate to bitch about it too much because, uh, you know, whoever gets it, when they get it, yeah. great. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's the whole idea. Everybody needs to get it anyway.
1: One less person that can infect me is why I look at it.
4: Exactly. And then on top of that, it's just I know by the time I really start bitching, it's going to come out, and I'm going to sound like an asshole, you know, and I'm going to get mine. <laughs> be like, It'll be that one post, why haven't I got my shot yet? And, then you know, yeah. they'll call me the next day.
1: Yeah, the game, Andy and I are scheduled sometime for June. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. We're like, I have no, I don't know, I've got no, I don't fit any of the categories. I don't think Andy fits any of the categories.
4: What the tier is?
1: Yeah, I think I'm on tier twelve or something. So yeah,
3: wants to go to bar, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. inoculation,
4: they'll scrape off, just the drops out of all the other syringes yeah. and put them <laughs> together, shake them up.
3: It used to be you would go to the bar, and that's how you would stay healthy. So good. Sure.
4: There you go. Uh, Somebody posted something of that effect on Facebook earlier night. That was like, you know, if they just put the vaccine in beers and open the <laughs> bars up again, right? You know, just watch everybody.
3: I think we've tried that already. That's not that. That didn't work. Yeah, we did. Yeah, well,
4: if we didn't have the vaccine in the beer. That's what we. Yeah, You can we'll figure that out. Yeah, man, Matt. Did you have anything else? I hate to keep
2: these guys on all night. No, I think we're good. We kind of keep in touch anyway. I see you guys pretty regularly online, just not in person. Well. Yeah. yeah. Kinda. Same thing for everybody
0: though.
4: Yeah. We will be, man. As soon as we get up there to a show. Yeah, I'm jealous. I didn't get to go to that show with Matt.
1: I'm hoping maybe this spring we'll be able to do something outside. That'd be cool. I don't know where exactly or what. I mean Lemonade Park, I'm sure will open up back up and I'm sure it'll be booked already. And and that place is nice. Have you been to a show there yet? I haven't.
4: No, Matt hasn't. I haven't either. I don't live there.
1: It's well set up. I mean they did it by the book. So it's as, you know, as safe as you could possibly make it. It does make it a bit of a weird experience because everybody's really far from the stage. Yeah. And I just, and I don't know for us if that's really the environment. I just feel like for a high energy band, like what we like to do, like, I, I, I just think I'd feel really weird, like just playing to people sitting down 30 feet away from it, you know? Right. But I'm kind of hoping maybe there's some other, maybe less formal out of, outdoor places that we might be able to put a show on somewhere. Right. You know, where people, you know, everybody's going to show up and be smart, you know, like everybody's going to have a mask on. Nobody's going to be in front spitting on the band and shit.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Would you be bringing anybody else with you? Man, that last show top to bottom, everybody on that bill was really good.
1: That was, we brought the guys from Wichita, right? I was. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. The, or what was it?
1: Mad City cruisers.
2: Mad City cruisers.
1: Yes. Yeah, and they, they put out they put out an album over the summer, Huh. Just pretty hot, a uh, digital, you know, uh, online thing. Yeah, because it was them and it was an arson class, right?
2: Yeah, and then, like, kids.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: you got them on the last second, too.
1: Sure, Noble Dogs.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: I've been wanting to see that. You know, that's, yeah, I was all excited about that band, too. It's like, oh, I, I don't get to see them again for a year. So I don't know, again, will that be a band that's around when this is over? I hope.
2: Yeah, that's a good example. Mm. They were good, though. Yeah,
4: yeah, they were good. Yeah, man. If I can get a couple shots in me and, uh, yeah. well, on a couple of vaccines.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, I'll
2: be there. Mask on. For sure. Yeah, that would show us how we got to know Chris in arson class, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yes. All right, you guys want to wrap it up? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Are you good? Good time.
2: Anything else you want to drop or anything else you want to bring up? I'm kind of surprised we didn't go Insurrection, probably for the best that we didn't. Probably. Yeah,
3: you know, that that was just a shit show. I, I've got my opinion on all that crap, but to me, it was just kind of a culmination of the last four years and... Forty years. Right. Yeah. You know, early 90s.
2: Wow, fuck. It goes back to Reagan.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's my starting point. At 10 years old, it goes back to Nixon, so it's all... Well, well yeah. It, it
3: was something that kind of, to me, just kind of like, and Sean made this point, too, and, you know, we were texting, he's like, it just kind of had to happen, almost. Yeah, it drew a line that's like, here's a line. You know, everybody else on this side saw going to happen, right? Like you didn't see it on your own side, but here's the line,
4: right? Well, and it's not that we shouldn't have a conversation about those things, but it also it just wears no clothes. Yeah, right. So it's like, what's the fucking point? You, you know, I mean, like my grandfather used to say, roll around with the mud, you know, roll around the mud with the pig. The pig's going to love it, and you're just going to get dirty.
2: Exactly. Well, it shifts the conversation too from moral equivalency because it's not. Yeah
1: there isn't much to discuss. Like if, if there's a debate, right. I don't want to talk to you.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> you know, like there's nothing to debate here. It's, we all know what happens.
2: Both sides do it. Both sides are yeah. just as bad. No, no,
1: no.
4: Yeah. We're even playing devil's advocate with the actual devil is what you're doing. No,
2: that's a lazy argument,
4: right?
1: Yeah. It's the intellectual retirement home of our- arguments.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad we can agree on that because it just would have sounded grumpy. Yeah.
2: So we did go there. Yeah, I guess we did. Oh, yeah. Sort of. We could have gone a lot deeper. Yeah. Oh, we could do hours. Yeah, I would be here another three hours. <laughs> and nobody would feel satisfied at the end. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> i had to buy my tire about three back was...
4: and, uh, he's
3: been doing a couple uh spots on the local public TV out here with that show got cancelled the rumpus or whatever it was called
1: yeah r- rump- the ruckus room rumpus room got cancelled in may oh bummer. no it sucks i really that was a show i really wish I could have been on this fall because the assholes that are on that show are just infuriating <laughs> They canned that show. I'm just doing the Heartland Labor Forum now. I'm going to interview somebody about the new Labor Secretary in a couple of weeks. Marty Walsh. Oh, okay. So I don't know who I'm going to interview yet. I'm got to find a guest. <laughs> right. He sounds like he's going to be pretty interesting the dude for a Labor Secretary. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. He's a uh, he's old uh, buildings trade guy, I guess. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was president of the buildings trades union in Boston. I was, I was the mayor, and it'd be interesting to see what that what happens there with labor. I hope there's actually some progress for a change.
4: We'll see. Sounds interesting, man. We'll check it out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Thursday nights on KKFI. It's The Heartland Labor Forum has been on the air since 1989. Wow. It's a all-volunteer-run radio show on labor issues.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
1: I've been doing it since I moved back here, so I've for like 15 years. I do a show every couple months. Hmm. It's pretty fun. talked to a lot of interesting folks that knew a lot of crazy detail about history of law and You know, some of these stories too. You you could talk to these guys about like these these big union fights and stuff that happened, and what worked and what didn't, and you know, so you learn a lot about organizing too, Uh which is kind of fascinating. All the different techniques and and stuff that's happening, ones ones that do work, and ones that don't. It's overall kind of a sad story, just because the decline is yeah where it's at. Yeah, so
4: yeah. Hopefully, some of that's going to turn around. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to Undetermined the podcast. Andrew, Sean, thanks again for coming on. Oh, Red, Kate. Love T- love you Red guys. Kate. Black Sight Records. Please check out their shit. Amazing catalog. Some great regional bands. And, yep, another.
1: Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for Yo, doing thanks
4: this. Thanks very much. Sure.